Jenny Heckman for Jenny's Tattle Tales here with Andrea. And today we have the very lovely and vivacious Misty Simon. Um, also slash kind of Gabby Allen, because you do hit right under her as well. Um, but she writes humorous paranormal romance mystery. So it's kind of an eclectic group, but you write pretty much everything. Um, we're going to get to that. Um, and the series that we're going to be talking about today is Magically Suspicious. Um, it's got five novellas in it and one coming out in October. So welcome, Missy. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. Totally my pleasure. Ah. Uh, I'm very excited to do this. And thank you for calling me vivacious because a lot of people just consider that annoying. So I'm just, I'm kidding. I sometimes they're like, you're so much. And I'm like, do you mean that nicely? Because I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it nicely. I I'm think taking, that's always take... a plus. <laughs> always a plus. And the reason I mentioned your two names is because you also have a podcast, and that is under Gabby yeah. Allen. Is that right? So, yep. um, yeah, you do have your you do have your WordPress site, uh, yeah. your uh, which is mistysimon.com or mistysimon.wordpress.com. Either way, we'll yep. get you there. And then you have your podcast. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I just really want to say welcome, and uh, we've been talking about all kinds of fun things <laughs> leading up to introducing you here. So, um, you, I loved what about your podcast. I love that you asked a question, and then yeah. you kind of took off from there. So, I I wanted to kind of do the same thing with you. So, I wanted to my, the the first thing I want, really wanted to say was, um, what is the most inspirational thing you have done in your life? Ooh. <laughs> the most inspirational thing that I've ever done in my life. I am going to say that um, it's more of a continuous thing. Um, I'm going to say that it's mostly that for whatever reason, I seem to have like a, like a tattoo on my forehead that I'm not aware of that says, please tell me your story. Um, and so I more often than not, like I could be on an elevator for 30 floors. And by the time we get to the bottom, I know everything about you and I'm wishing your mother a happy birthday. Yeah. And so I would say that one of the most inspirational things for me is a, that people, um, trust enough or something about me to want to tell me that stuff. Um, and then B, that nine times out of, well, probably 9.9 .9 times out of 10 at the end, they're laughing. And wow. even if it's, even if it's something that they're coming at me with my dentist <laughs> assistant <laughs> yesterday, she's cleaning my teeth. Things are really going bad right now at home for her. Oh. And she, she's spilling all of it. And I, and she stopped herself and she's like, why am I telling you all of this? <laughs> and I said, here's the thing. It makes a difference to talk to someone who does not have a stick in your fire. Yeah. I have no emotions beyond how I feel for you. Yeah. I have nothing at stake here except listening to you. And so I think sometimes it really helps. And, and I find that, that, that not only do I write about that kind of stuff, but then I also live that kind of thing. And so I would say a lot of people will, will see that happening or they'll, they'll walk by while I'm having a conversation with someone and they're like, I just don't get it. Like every time I walk by, you're like, beaming sunbeams of what is that and I'm like <laughs> I don't know I don't know I did a a, a a tea 
Pennsylvania does a tea festival because that's how classy we are. And um, <laughs> it was this last weekend. And I was like a last minute, like fill in kind of person because I had done it two years ago. They, they try to rotate the people who come in because, you know, they don't want to bore everyone. Um, and so at the last minute, I get put on the list for Saturday and I walk in and there's this tent kind of thing. There's like 18 people sitting there and I'm like, Hey, how is everybody doing? And they're like, yeah, we've been waiting for you. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what, why are you waiting for me? And they're like, well, you're talking in 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I kind of thought I talked to myself. No, I knew I was talking. I just oh. didn't know that that many people oh. would be sitting there. Oh. And the one woman's like, of course I'm sitting here. You just like whatever you've got going on, I always feel joy when I walk away. Oh, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so I think, I know that that's not quite what you were looking for, but I no. think that's, that's me is that. that for whatever reason, there is a, there's a something. I, I went to RWA one time in New York city and I was just there for the day. I was not there for the whole conference and, and I, I get a text. And it says, somebody told me that you're here. Where are you? And I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, because as I said, I earlier, when I do um, any kind of event, I always wear vintage swing dresses with petticoats. And so I'm, I'm kind of easy to spot. I, it's not, yeah. although sometimes it's the hair too. So I'm just, you know, about the wig. <laughs> the wig. Um, and so... I'm like, I'm on the third floor. Where are you? And she's like, I'm on my way down. I was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. I, this conference is really rough for me. I just, I just need to, I just need to like talk to you for five minutes. And we did not talk about the conference. We yeah. talked about how she was doing and what can you do to boost yourself? And uh, look, I'm not a life coach or anything like that, but I've been through a lot of stuff. And if I can help you, for, you know, a couple minutes time, that is absolutely worth it to me. And I know that that is one of the things book-wise that people end up talking about. The, my very first email that I ever got from a reader, um, I wrote a series a long time ago called The Ivy Morris Mysteries. And um, she's, she's a big girl. She will always be a big girl. She does not ever become not a big girl. Yeah because I did not want that to be, oh, I'm thin and now I'm happy. And so, because, uh, you know, when I was seven, my mom was like, hey, by the way, your thighs are always going to touch. And as long as you make peace with that, you'll be much happier. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. But um, so the woman said, you know, I was having a really hard time. I read your book and because uh, it's very romancy because I didn't know there were rules at that time. And uh, she said, so does this mean that I can get the hot guy too? And I oh. bawled my eyes out. And oh. I, I wrote back to her and I said, absolutely, yeah. don't settle. Just because you're bigger does not mean that you have to just take whatever thinks it's going to give you its time, you know? And so that's one of the things that I love about writing is, is, boosting people you read solitarily just like we write in solitary and being able to take somebody out of whatever is going on in their lives even if it's okay even if things are going well but you still get to like 
whisk them out for a little bit. I am all about being the Calgon, which I am aware I just dated myself. But <laughs> the Calgon. <laughs> yes, Calgon. You put it in your tub yeah. and you know, Calgon, take me away. That's that to me, that's what books were when I was growing up. And yeah. so being able to be that now it, it is it is one of the most amazing things ever. That's fun. Yeah. And and I actually that's how I remembered you as well from from a New York concert you in your little uh, vintage dress and yes. and like, that's really cool that's kind of fun thank you and new way and a good way to stand out and be seen yep. and be recognized and everything that's really good do you think that this comes from then your mom do you think this is something was learned between your parents do you think it was was there somebody that kind of introduced you to this way of thinking in life early or is this something you've evolved with um, I am going to say that, so my mom has always been very um, inspirational to other people, but kind of in a foul weather friend way, where she was always the first one that you called if something was going to crap. And, and, but not necessarily the first one that you would call if you wanted to go to the movies. Oh. And so I think in, in seeing the way that that affected her, I, I wanted to be that kind of person, but I didn't just want to be the foul weather friend. Now I was the foul weather friend probably until I was 30. Um, I'm in my forties now. And I spent a lot of years where, you know, if you're going clubbing, you do not call me. But if you're going, <laughs> like, if your divorce is happening, I am the only number in your phone. Oh. And, and, and it's, you know, at the time I was fine with that. I wanted to help. I like to help. Um, but I think once we moved to Pennsylvania, I was kind of like, you know, I have the opportunity to kind of start over here and, and in starting over, I would like to be who I wanted to be at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I really started cultivating friendships that, <sighs> that I was both. Um, because I'm totally here for your crap days. I really am. I, I would never turn you away, but I would really like to be a part of your awesome days too. Yeah. So, yeah. and give and take that back, you know, now the, the clothes that comes from my grandma, ah. <laughs> so, my grandmother at 93 years old <clears throat> still would not go get the mail without full makeup. Oh, she dressed in swing dresses herself. Um, flapper dresses. All, she was still dancing for Arthur Murray's studio oh. and competing at 93 years old. If you ever met her, the first two things that she would tell you beyond her name are, I'm a cougar and I still dance for Arthur Murray's studio. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think the waitress needs to know that, Gam. I think we're okay. And she's like, no, no, they need to know that I am 93 and my boyfriend is 72. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just saying she's waiting to know if you want orange juice. Could you just <laughs> So Yeah, unfortunately, she passed away last year, but I got all of her clothes. Oh. And so um, I particularly love being able to dress up in some of the things that that she wore for years and just like channel that Letitia. So she oh. did not like being called anything but Tish, though. How is your how is your rating for talking on this? Like, 
language at all. Oh, I don't okay. care. <laughs> so her name was spelled L-E-T-I-T-I-A. And she's like, if anyone ever calls me Letitia, they're going to have their head taken off. And I was like, okay, I'll make sure not to do that. I'll warn everyone. So maybe that should be the third thing you say then. You say, I'm a cougar. I dance for Arthur Murray Studio. And my name is not Letitia. I, I mean, you might as well just come out swinging. Why, love that. why not? I love that. And how does that yeah. all come out into your writing then? So when you're, so this series, your magical yes. suspicious series, how do, do you have characters that have these little elements of your personality in them? Um, Absolutely. How, how, do, how does that work then when you are, when you're writing them, how do you, how are you putting these personalities into these people? Because you have great characters. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I, I tend to start out thinking of something that I want in the books. If you, I have a bunch of different series. Um, I've been doing this since I've been publishing since 2005 and, um, I have 50 books out. So I, think I have seven different series and then some like standalone stuff here and there. Um, every single heroine is at least partially me. Um, I will grab something from my personality, something that I, that I want to explore. And then that goes into them. Sometimes they end up owning it all on their own though. You know, I mean, I'll start out thinking, oh, this is, this is totally a me thing. And then, um, and then it becomes a them thing, you know, Tally, um, from, uh, the Tally Graver mystery series, she's, I've never been divorced. She's divorced, but I have always been the one who, um, comes back. So when I was younger, my parents moved me to California at 13 from Pennsylvania. And so every time I came back, I was like the visitor in Pennsylvania and I kind of wanted to explore, but what happens when you come back permanently ah. what happens when not everybody stops their schedule anymore because you're flying in. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a, it's a big, it's a big thing. At least in my life, it was because when you come out for a week, nobody's doing anything but hanging out with you for a week because they haven't seen you in two years or whatever. And so when you permanently come back, you don't, you don't have, they can't, no one's going to stop their whole life now that you have returned to town. You kind of have to figure out how you fit back in, but you don't always get the same spot that you had when you left. Yeah. That, that so, elevated. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that was a lot of fun and you know, Tally's eating a ton of crow and she's just trying to do it without choking on it. So <laughs> it's not always doing a good job, but she does try. So with magically suspicious, Verla is not what she was supposed to be. Now, a lot of these, I also take them out, which I'm sure you do also with books. You, you start with something and then you like make it bigger than it would be in everyday life. Yeah. And so, um, like she, she was supposed to be a seer. Her parents realized that she wasn't going to be a seer and they gave her to an orphanage. Now I was never given to an orphanage. I, you know, I've been with my mom since I was born. Uh, there's a story there, but that's probably, it would be seven by the time we got <laughs> done with all of that. Anyway, so, so 
but I was not supposed to be an author. I was like supposed to be an astronomer. I was supposed to, my great uncle used to build telescopes on his own in Montana and he would send me magazines all the time. I went through all of elementary school um, and all of uh, middle school as a gifted student. And so like, and top, top gifted. They actually, in kindergarten, I was too young. They thought, so our cutoff date was December 31st. My birthday is December 29th. So they wanted to test me to see if I was, you know, close enough to being able to go through. So they do this test, the the IQ test. And part of it is they give me this paper with a half drawn stick figure and I have to draw the other half. So I do that. And then they say, well, what do you, how do you think she feels? And I said, hungry. (laughs) <laughs> and they said what and I said look at her she's sick <laughs> they were like oh yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about you <laughs> go on through and obviously I've been like this for a really long time it's just who I am but I I was always in gifted classes and so being in gifted classes there is this expectation that you're going to be something lofty Mm-hmm. Um, and not that, uh, not that ungifted kids can't be, but they were like positioning you to be a, a top-notch lawyer or uh, or a top-notch accountant or uh, in politics or you know, like we. I had whole classes on debate, and my teacher would always be like, "Oh, which side are you on?" And I'm like, "I don't know both because I can argue either one." Yeah, <laughs> and so. I think that, you know, as I'm going through high school, I was going to be a chemical engineer. I was going to be a psychiatrist. I was going to be, and then I really wanted to be, I really wanted to be a Muppeteer. And people were like, what? No, like, look at your grades. You don't, you're not going to be a Muppeteer. Your, your grades are like, no. And, and so there was this, I used to sing so long, long ago, I, I actually was studying to be a professional opera singer. And, and there was that too. I was always the top of whatever I was doing. And, and I think that, you know, when I then didn't go to college and I went to trade school instead, it was like, what, what has just happened? And so that feeling of I'm not what you wanted me to be was something that I really wanted to explore with Verla and I am loving it. I make myself cry at the end of every single one because in every single one of them, she is coming more and more to appreciate instead of looking at what she, what she should have been, she's appreciating what she is. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, I mean, 50 books in, I still sometimes deal with imposter syndrome where I'm like, someone will be like, at, at the tea fest we're here to talk to you and I'm like oh, why <laughs> you know but that's not uh, you know people enjoy the books and if they enjoy the books for goodness sake don't tell them they're not supposed to what why are you reading my stuff no <laughs> so yeah it's it's a, a, I explore something like that the Ivy Morris mystery series was about finding your backbone um, and that was at a time when chiclet was a big thing. And chiclet was a lot about finding your backbone, finding your place, whatever. And I loved having taking her from, she had only ever worn brown clothes 
from the time she was like 20 because someone once told her that she looked nice in a brown shirt. So she owns a brown car. She has brown underwear. She wears all brown clothes. And so throughout the books, you get to see her start like wearing colors and you get to see her start standing up for herself and you get to see her start saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be treated like that. You can step off. And so I love doing those kinds of things. Usually after I've gone through them, yeah, I'm like, I okay. Say, I was just going to say that. It's like, well, obviously you, this came from a place in your heart because it's yes. happened. It's not living your dream. I'm going to live my dream and, yeah. and blossom in my own skin and everything. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's interesting because so sometimes you'll talk to readers and they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And it was so funny. And, and, and they go very shallow on it. That's awesome. You read my book at whatever level you need to, but then there are some people who email and they'll say, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, okay, you're the one that I wrote that for. I don't know you from Eve, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know you when you walk down the street, but I think a lot of people read to feel not alone and not necessarily just not alone as if they're not sitting by themselves, but not alone as in they're not the only person who's ever dealt with that. Yeah. And yeah. seeing someone flourish through that, I think gives them the feeling that they too can flourish through that, even if their, their situation is a little different. Um, I had a, a woman come up to me once at Malice Domestic, which is a, a pretty big um, cozy con. And, and she's like, oh my gosh, are you Misty Simon? And I was like, if it's something bad, no. And I'll go find her for you. And I'm Gabby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, I'm Gabby today. But I said, but if, if, if it's something good, then yes. How oh, can I help you? And so she's like, well, you know, I, I was struggling through cancer and I'm like, oh man, okay. And she's like, and you know, I was reading your books and, and I'm okay now. And I was like, thank you for telling me that. And she said, but I was having a really bad day the other day. And I just thought, you know what, if Ivy Morris can do this, then so can I. And I said, I will be back in 15 minutes. I need to go cry off the mascara that I just put on. And then I'm going to wash my face. And then I'm going to put the mascara back on. And then I'm going to try not to look at you because I'll probably <laughs> cry again. And she was like, I didn't mean to make you cry. And I'm like, yeah, but you love something so much out of my imagination yeah. and my my experience that my piece of my heart that I have put into that, that you look back at it and you're, and you're encouraged by it. Like, that's awesome. I actually have a tree on my leg. I don't remember if, if you saw it, but so there's this tree on my leg and it's, it's, um, it's a full tree. Like the leaves are all on it, but then there are all these leaves flying out around it. And every year I go and get however many books I had come out that year. That's how many leaves get put that are flying around. And the bark on the tree is actually dragon scales because I'm a fire breathing dragon. And um, the leaves are all the pieces of myself that I have given away through my books, but that the tree still remains intact because I remain intact. Mm. even as I give pieces of myself away. So oh, yeah. I, I just, I love that kind of stuff. I really do. And I'm all about the fun and games. I am all about the humor. If I can get you to snort tea out of your nose, I have totally scored for that day. <laughs> but 
there's there's also a part of me that's like but if i can also encourage you to take that leap out into something that you were wondering if you should ever do or if there's something where you're been afraid to do but if you see a character do it you're like all right maybe it's not as scary as i thought it was yeah uh, uh, that's a win-win yeah. although sometimes i will take the tea snorting more than i'll take the. <laughs> i don't know that's kind of a balance right there but yeah, you know, I mean, I think all in all, a lot of people read not just to be entertained. Yeah. Um, sometimes they do. And I'm all about being reading, reading for entertainment. Absolutely do it myself. I want to snicker. I want to snort. I want to be stared at at the coffee shop because I'm laughing so hard. And somebody's like, really, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> you need to buy this book. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, but I also love to be intrigued. I love to sit on the edge of my seat and read your book and be like, oh, I know that this is going to turn out okay because it has a happily ever after because it's a romance, but <laughs> I don't see how you're getting through this. Yeah. And so I love, I love all of it. And to be a part of that, even this is, uh, yeah. Uh, I have one character I that doing. had that same thing. I had uh, my very first book. I had one lady who wrote a review who said, um, there's no way a woman could be this, um, just, I can't remember the word she used, but this, this, puny this you know that, oh. that just has people walk over her and stuff like that and I was like well I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time and I was like sitting there going this book I, I thought this exact yeah. opposite of what you just said which is this book is not for you because this woman has a total growth from this whiny not whiny yeah. but just this woman who lets everyone walk on her to this yeah. empowered woman at the very end of it I love and, it um and when you get the comments because I then I would get the other comments which were I loved her arc I loved her story yeah. I loved you know and all yes. those things and you're right when you get that when you when you have somebody that gets what you're writing and what mm. the message was behind it is such a powerful thing for you as an author Absolutely. and I can see how where if you were supposed to be on this supposed to be on this track where you're on this yeah. okay you're going to go be a brain surgeon or you're going to go be whatever yes. that's everyone else's dream and mm -hmm. your dream is to be something creative and to go and make a success out of that yeah got to be empowering right uh, I mean, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is it's one of those things where i'm like look and i'm not i'm not on the usa today bestseller list I, I'm not on um, the New York Times. If I ever get there, that's not the point for yeah. me. The point yeah. for me is to touch people's lives like that. And, and the point for me is to find readers who love what I do because not everybody's going to. Yeah. And that's fine. That is absolutely fine. But if there are enough people who do, it is totally worth every second of that. Yeah. And, and it's... Um, I think it's one of the reasons too, like, so when I first started out, I don't know about you, but when I first started out, um, it was very common to begin in Harlequin. And so you would write for Harlequin for a little while, and then you would break out into something else. Yeah. And so I tried forever, forever <laughs> to, to write for Harlequin. Um, and then I realized I don't tell the stories that they... Yeah publish i love reading them i have a ton of of friends who write for harlequin that i'm like that book better be in my inbox <laughs> i'm just saying you know i mean i i adore them but i 
I really had to, to make peace, just like with the thighs touching, I had to make peace with the fact that that was not for me. But when I did start really digging into what was for me, the whole world opened up yeah, in front yeah. of me. And I was like, oh, fine, fine. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. I wanted to do contemporary category romance, but fine. If you're going to make me do this. And then Kensington, I, you know, I was writing traditional mysteries for them, traditional cozy mysteries. And um, I kept going to these cozy cons and um, I kept getting the younger readers over at my table and they're like i love cozies i just wish they were a little more realistic and yeah. i was like well what's realism because you know you're suspending disbelief when you know supposedly you are going to solve the mystery instead of the cops really in in five days yeah like have you seen the news lately <laughs> you might want to rethink how convenient that is yeah and so um they're like i don't know just like like people who have flaws yeah. um relationships that aren't just so easy that they start dating and that's the last we hear of it unless she needs him to search something out yeah. and i was like oh yeah oh i can do that because yeah. i used to do that with the ivy morris mystery but then i i got out of it because i i found out that there were rules that they didn't like sexiness yeah. in yeah. the books and stuff like that and so i played the game and that's fine but now we're not playing the game as much because magically suspicious there is definitely tension in there sexual tension as well as friendship and life tension that is it doesn't overshadow the mystery but it plays right along with it and and if you want to read those then i am here to write those yeah. uh, it's because it was very interesting for a while for me to be chasing so often you know well could i write this should i write that i <laughs> i have i have driven my friends crazy with don't ever let me try to write for harlequin again and then five <laughs> weeks later i'm like i have this great idea for harlequin and they're like oh my god and i'm like no no listen this is different you know i i once got a nine page edit letter from a, a senior editor at harlequin and they took my book and every single chapter they broke down how i could fix it so that they could buy it oh. and i said i really appreciate this but it's not a book i would ever write yeah and i was like what the hell did you just do <laughs> what that's 15 years <laughs> yeah. oh oh and you know i what? cried i think i do think that because um, i'm i'm in this crisis <laughs> right now with myself as well where it's yeah. like okay the business side of this versus the the okay. writing creative side of it mm -hmm. and do i really want to do all of the big business stuff or do i want and and not be able to write as much or do I just want to go back to writing and just do my thing? So it's, um, I, I totally appreciate what you just said, because yeah. um, it, it is nice to have that affirmation that, you know, it's okay to be on this track and say, yes. this wasn't the track I thought, now I'm going to go on this track. So yes. um, uh, absolutely. I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think so many people get so, it's like they, it's like they get into their own concrete sneakers. Look. Yeah. You're more than welcome to say that that's what you wanted 10 years ago. Yeah. I, you're more than welcome to also say, okay, I did that. That's not quite my thing. You know, I mean, I think the only, the only place that you get into a, a bind is if you're going to go completely different. 
So if you used to write erotic romance and now you want to write um, thrill, well, yes, <laughs> that would require a name change that you don't tell yeah. anyone about ever. Yeah. I actually yeah. had a friend who did that. She went from paranormal, erotic, historicals to inspirational at Harlequin. And I was like, you better hide yeah. because that there people will, if people find out, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, like if you go from something where there's not a lot of crossover, there's not so romance wise, romance readers will read anything. I yeah. love them. Like there's no tomorrow. Right. If you have a paranormal, they might try it out. If you have a, a contemporary rom-com, they'll probably give it a try. Like the, and then, but they're also willing to like, Ooh, she also writes mysteries. I'll see what that's like. Oh, look at that. A historical. Yeah. I'll see what that's all about. There is not really a backwards cross like that though. Cozy mystery doesn't necessarily move into the romance. And so with the Gabby Allen name, I've been very excited about what's going on because they Kensington gave a lot of the advanced reader copies, the ARCs, ARCs, to bookstagrammers who are romance readers. And I was like, oh my God, I hope you know what you're doing because I really did not want to be smashed. And they were like, wait, what is this? I've, this is my first cozy mystery ever. And I am loving this. Where, where have these been all of my life? And I'm like, no. they're right, they're right here. Right here. <laughs> so going back to the being at the conferences, I had told Kensington, look, this is what I'm hearing. And they're like, I, uh, because a big, huge publisher cannot move the way somebody like the Wild Rose Press can move. Yeah. Wild Rose Press can pivot in a second yeah. because they are very agile when it comes to that kind of thing kensington not so much they they can try but they do have to have numbers like at uh at the wild rose press when i one time i got a check and it said i sold 103 books and i was like oh my god there's no way my mother bought 103 books there <laughs> have to be other people reading my <laughs> wow kensington says oh we love tally but unfortunately you only sold ten thousand of the last book yeah. so we have to move oh. you into a different name and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you really just put only in front of 10 okay <laughs> hold on give me a moment here because i need to like figure out what it is that you just said yeah. and so um for me I, I was very excited to tell Ken, uh, Kensington, my editor is Essie Soga. So I was very excited to tell Essie oh. this. And she's like, let me think about it. And I was like, all right. I said, here's my thing. I'm not asking for you to only let me do this. I am not even asking that you don't give it to anybody else also. I do just want a chance. Just give me a chance if, if you guys decide to do this. So three months later, I get, hey, so I talked to the board. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and we want to know if you want to do much ado about nautically as a rom-com. And I was like, oh, let me send you my original manuscript. And she's like, <laughs> what? And I said, this is how I actually write. And then I edit it to make it palatable for you. And she was like, oh, okay. So I sent it and she's like, oh my God, 
And I said, right. And she's like, oh, we're, this is going to be amazing. And so I was given the opportunity to rom cozy. And so I say it's a, it's a rom-com in a cozy sitting on a beach, drinking a Mai Tai and, and people are loving them because it's giving them a more flawed character. It's giving them a flawed relationship and it's not all easy while they run around like Jessica Fletcher and, you know, try to figure out who killed this person before the cops do. Yeah. And so in Magically Suspicious, it's kind of the same thing. She, there is definitely a romance. She thought um, she would never see her ex-husband again. And then he shows up with a baby chow dog <laughs> who turns out to be a, a, a um, Cerberus with only one head, the, ah. the dogs that are the, you know, the gateway yes. to health. So now she has a little chow. <laughs> he helps her lead people. He helps her cross the dead. I love that. Um, yeah. So like she has to, oh God, my ex is back. I thought I had left you behind. Uh, and now I have a dog and it's the exact kind of dog that she had told them like 10 years ago that she had wanted. Ah. And she's like, you know, you only brought this because I was going to kick you out. And he's like, well, yeah, <laughs> did it work? And so, you know, I mean, so I like those. And I also like that, you know, in this kind of, of story, I love reading alpha males, love reading alpha males. And I'm not very good at writing them. Uh -huh. um, and so I, these are, are places where I can write the kind of male that I like, and I, they don't have to that I like writing yeah. and they, so yeah. So it's, it's, you know, exciting. And I write so many different things, I think, because I was always trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And I didn't want to not try. Yeah. And so, you know, if I felt led to write um, a young adult, I did write a young adult once and it didn't go anywhere. Thank God. <laughs> it didn't, it shouldn't have. Yeah. But I mean, I used to write greeting cards. I used to write, I used to write, now this did get published. I used to write um, an article in the country review, which was a, a, a magazine out in Southern California. They wanted to pull in men because men were not reading their, their stuff about brunches and how to decorate your house correctly. And and so I was like, okay, well, I mean, and they're like, but you need a different name. And I was like, all right, fine. Make me M Simon Penner. Does that make me man enough? And they're like, we love it. So I'm writing cards. I'm writing articles about antique cars. I know nothing about antique cars. <laughs> I, I am at the library, like, okay, Aston Martin, what, who made that? How does it work? What does it do? And I got paid for them. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. But I don't like this a whole lot. What else am I doing? Yeah. And so I've always given myself the grace to be like, what else do you want to try? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I did not, um, do the best thing for the trajectory of my career. As some people look at it, some people are very regimented. This is what I want. This is where I am. These are the three steps to get it period. End of story. 
Uh, I have never really been like that as, you know, seen by psychiatrist and chemical engineer. And <laughs> um, I, but I am, I am thankful one that I have a husband who's like, whatever, whatever, you know, and we talk murder over dinner. I'm like, wow, it's a good thing nobody else is here because I'm like, so how should I kill it? Like, what do you think about a knife? Like, is that a good, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, and I've always had a full-time job. Um, while I'm doing this, because I've never wanted it to be where if I didn't sell enough books, I couldn't make my mortgage. And then that would make me personally feel frantic and desperate to sell books, whereas I didn't have to feel desperate. And in not feeling desperate, I, I took a chance on things that maybe were not as popular, but once people found them, they loved them. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do also think that it's kind of fun. It would be fun to go in almost any author's Google searches just to see what they're because I, I swear that we're all on a list somewhere because oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I have some of the craziest searches in there. Oh yeah. Feel like when you get stabbed in the stomach, you know? Right, right. How bad is it if part of your intestine has come out? Like, are, yeah. we, are we kind of okay? Are we and, and, and you strangle someone right. with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so funny enough, my husband works for the Department of Defense. Oh, and so when, when he was getting you're definitely job, on a list. <laughs> when he was getting this job, I told him, "You might want to tell them what I do because if yeah. they look into stuff and yeah. they see <laughs> some of the stuff that I looked up, I might be a person of interest." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to though is that I love killing people on the page gotta put that last little part there yeah. killing people on the page because i love the justice of it at the end i, yeah. I love a good contemporary romance absolutely sign me up i want to see these two people struggle but writing wise i i want to write about people who are are figuring out the puzzle of both life and relationships and who done it and and that's just so my new my new tagline for Gabby Allen is um, a little charm, a little mayhem, a lot of fun, <laughs> and and I think that speaks to so Misty Simons is knows who done it, and I I have my poor kid I made her make me logos for everything. And so I came home one day and I was like, look what I got tattooed on my arm, and she's like, what? <laughs> so I have this is a it's a magnifying glass with an eye in it i have a big oh. hold on a second this is not tattooed but this is what it looks like oh that's fun <laughs> and so that's that's my that's my logo and she was like i cannot believe that you just did that and i was like oh, why and she's like i drew that when i was 14 i could do so much better now and i said look i paid you for this i can do with it whatever i want <laughs> she was like Oh, mom, I said, what? Just leave me alone. I, I'm fine. Knock it off. But um, I wanted something that kind of called to what it is that I do, because I know people love to, as a mystery author, one of the things that you're doing is playing a game with the people who are reading your stuff because to see who can get to the end first. Yeah. If you're writing suspense, sometimes you know who it is. You yeah. know that the bad guys are doing this. You're just trying to figure out how to defeat them before they get the upper hand. Yeah. In a mystery, you generally don't know who is the perpetrator. You're trying to figure out who that is. So to me, it's a game. 
hopefully one I'm winning or you won't be reading my books very much. Um, <laughs> and oh, unless you go to the end. So if you read the end first, that is totally on you and you do not yeah. win that one. Yeah. But there are people who do that. And, uh, and so I, I love playing that game, but I love playing that game with characters that people come back for. Okay. So there are a lot of people because most cozy mysteries are the same person over and over and over again. And so um, I love that they're like, I can't wait to see what Tally's doing now. Because even though Kensington put aside Tally and said, you know, unfortunately, there weren't enough sales for us to, to move forward with, with more. I'm doing one on my own. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be called Par for the Hearse, which I love that <laughs> title so much. I already have the cover and everything. And at this tea event, going all the way back to when we first started talking, at this tea event, the question that I got from nine different people was, why don't I see another tally coming out? Ah. Uh. And I was like, well, I'm doing it on my own if you're interested. And they're like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, That's please, cool. please, cool. please. So, yeah. So, you know, knowing that your characters are like settling into people's lives and they look forward to revisiting them and their world. And there, there's just nothing better, I think, than that. Uh, well, I'm going to have to, I'm writing my third one right now in, uh, in the series and awesome. this is a lot different than the other one because there's a lot of mystery and there's a murder and there's, and I've never written anything like this before. Okay. So I call you to get some good advice about some of the, cause I am stuck. Come on. So I'm yep. going to, I'm going to email you. And Whatever say, hey, you what want. I, I am all about the brainstorming. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I love doing too, is, is helping other authors. So that's the point of, <clears throat> as I think we had talked about this on my, my podcast, which is out on a limb with Gabby Allen. I want to encourage people to do this. If you feel led to write a book, go for it. Nobody yeah. is stopping you, but, exactly. yeah. and, you know, and so I'm all about brainstorming or whatever. I said, don't ask me where commas go. Yeah, no, I'm with that's you on that one. <laughs> I, I think have to have will tell you the same thing. I have actually offered to replace the comma key on her keyboard. Yes. Because I'm like, it's got to be worn off by now. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. We've yeah. been together for 16 years, I'm pretty oh. sure. Um, and so, you know, th there are things that maybe I don't do well, but I... I look for help on the things that yeah. I don't do well. Therefore, yeah. if I can provide help for something that you don't feel that you're doing very well, or even just to say, actually, this is really good, but you need to hear it from somebody who's not inside your head. Yeah. I'm on board for that. I do love, I do love the community of writers. They are yeah. the most supportive bunch. So absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, this has been so fun. Uh, and you have, okay, so what your, your, your latest book that's coming out next is going to be the, the sixth of this series? The yes, sixth. Magically Suspicious okay. Six, and it's called Which Way to Halloween? W-I-T-C-H, <clears throat> Way to Halloween. Perfect. Um, and then that, that will then be followed by Magically Suspicious Volume 2. So same, oh, oh. I turn it up right side, but so the same kind of 
format as this. Um, it'll have the three short stories and then at the end will be a short little romance called Grabbing Destiny. Oh. And um, yeah, it's very cute. Her, they're, they, have not, they haven't seen each other since they were kids. Oh. And she is actually a Medusa who does not change people by looking at them. She changes people by touching them. Ooh. And so she has not been able to touch anyone for a very long time in her life except him. Oh, and yeah, I, like I loved this. Story. I made myself cry <laughs> so hard. Do you love the Joan Wilder moment? Do you do the Joan Wilder moment? Whoa, Joan Wilder. Have you ever watched Romancing the Stone? Oh, the Joan. Oh, that Joan Wilder. Yes. Moment. I, no, the I got it. Yeah, I, totally, I know that's me too. Those, those are the best when you're sitting there and you're like, Yeah, and you're like, Oh my the gosh, oh my gosh. Yes. yeah, I actually have real Kleenex because I want to make sure I don't ever have to blow my nose on a sticky, but um, yeah, I mean, that's and I think there's that too, and I think that that shows up for the reader because if you're that moved by what you're doing they're going to see it whether yeah. or not they get it they might not but there are going to be those who do and those yeah. are the ones that you're writing for yeah absolutely well thank you so, so much for coming sure. this has been such a pleasure i've had good. such a good time and if you guys and so go to mistysimon.wordpress.com yes. um, we will have uh, some of your links and things on our podcast on jenny's tattletales as well so, um, you know, go out and check out her because her, I've actually, I've read your books. They're, they're really oh, good. And your characters you. are so fully fleshed out. And it, so it, they're great reads. They're great, great. Oh. So uh, go and check her out. And she does a delightful podcast called, as she just said, Out on a Limb with Gabby Allen. Um, and she writes as Misty Simon and as Gabby Allen. So check out either one. And uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. I so appreciate you inviting me on. I was like, okay, just be sure to let her talk a little. And I was like, oh, at the, at the end, I'm thinking, well, I don't know that she talked a whole lot. That's okay. That's so cool. okay. You know, the, it, the great thing is, is when a lot of times when you do these, the, the other person doesn't really know they haven't, many of my people that have come on have never done this before ever. Oh. So they're very nervous when they come on. And so you're kind of guiding the thing. So it's actually, it's just a delight to, to just have you go because you know what you're doing and it's, it's, yeah. it's great. So yeah, no, this is yeah. perfect. I had a, I did a, and then I promise I'll let you go. I did a podcast once with a woman at a library. So she was the librarian and she starts off before we're recording and she's like, okay, so you know, if, if you're getting tired, just let me know. And, you know, if, if we run out of things to talk about, then we can end it a little early. And I was like, how long are you looking at? And she's like an hour. And I was like, <laughs> hold my beer. And she was like, what? And I said, watch. And we got to 59 minutes. And she said, oh my God, how, how is it 59 minutes? And I was like, that's just how it works sometimes, you know? And she was like, uh, how have I not have you on before? And I'm like, I have no idea, but now you know, and That's we'll awesome. get stuff done. But I love the conversation. So thank yes. you very much for having me on. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. And you too. You too. Thank have you. a great day. Okay. We'll Thanks. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. I think that's going to wrap it up for Jenny's Tattletales today. I hope you have 
an absolutely splendid day and I want to really thank you for joining me and I hope to hear from you and see you next time.